नमस्कार वेलकम टू अनदर एंड स्पेशल एपिसोड ऑफ द वेदास एक्सप्लोरर वेयर वी कंटिन्यू आर ऑ इंस्पायरिंग एक्सप्लोरेशन ऑफ द वास्ट एंड इन्फिनिट नॉलेज एंड विजडम इन कैप्सुलेटेड इन सनातन धर्म ऑल्सो नोन एज हिंदुजम आई एम योर होस्ट सराज लैंग्वेज इज प्रेडी कॉम्प्लेक्स इमेजिन अ वर्ड सिंपल राइट बट इज द बेस्ट दैट वन वर्ड कैन मीन डिफरेंट थिंग्स डिपेंडिंग ऑन वेयर एंड हाउ इट्स यूज लेट्स टेक bark as an example it could mean the tough outer layer of a tree or the sound a dog makes same word but different meanings now words are also sneaky they change their vibe based on the gang they are hanging out with take light for example it can brighten a room it can stand for understanding as in shedding light on something or it can describe something that is not heavy words are like chameleons adapting to their surroundings and then there's jargon like secret codes for certain groups but here's the tricky part if you read these words or phrases one by one they might actually not make sense something like kick the bucket sounds like a literal mess right but it actually means something totally different and has nothing to do with buckets in this word playground every word is like a color in a giant painting mixing and mingling to create the masterpiece of human connection and this is precisely why translating languages to understand the conveyed meaning especially for ancient texts written in sanskrit which is not even predominantly spoken or read today can lead to a lot of mistakes with thousands of years between the writing of these texts and today the perspective with which someone reads a text and absorb its meaning can change completely translating books like the ramayana or mahabharat word by word or with even basic understanding of sanskrit can in fact lead to misunderstandings and misinterpretations these texts are rich in cultural historical and contextual nuances and a literal translation might miss the deeper meanings intended by the original authors in these epics words often carry symbolic and cultural significance and their meanings can evolve across different contexts a word by word translation may overlook these layers of meaning resulting in a loss of profound wisdom and insights embedded in the scriptures moreover sanskrit is a language with intricate grammar and multiple interpretations for certain words relying on rudimentary knowledge of sanskrit might not capture the depth and complexity of the language thus leading to say inaccuracies in translation holy texts often contain metaphors allegories and cultural references that require a deep understanding of the religious and historical background a superficial translation may oversimplify or misrepresent these complex concepts potentially distorting the teachings and messages conveyed in the original scriptures now with this i'm going to give you a small disclaimer i'm no sanskrit expert and i wouldn't even call myself someone who knows more than the s in sanskrit but what i've done to ensure that this podcast is as close to accuracy as it can be through research is i've spent days to explore a lot of different interpretations watched tons of contradictory remarks and videos and sifted to through some authentic research papers so that i can bring to you something that is a bit more relevant and sort of leans towards the truth with this disclaimer out of the way let's try to understand whether ram 
or Shri Ram as we call him, who was indeed a meat eater. The assertion that Shri Ram consumed meat sparks controversy, as it relies on a limited number of verses that, quote, suggest this, and even then, the interpretation hinges on specific translations. The same verses, when interpreted differently, convey an alternate meaning. Hence, it becomes challenging to definitively state that Sri Ram indeed ate meat. Sri Ram, as depicted in the Valmiki Ramayana, which is the most authentic source of Ramayana, is revered for embodying a character marked by virtues and unwavering righteousness. Notable aspects of his character include a steadfast commitment to dharma or doing the right thing, where he upholds moral and ethical principles even in extremely challenging circumstances. His deep devotion and obedience to his parents, especially King Dashrath, reflects his familial values. Ram's loyalty to his wife Sita is evident in his heroic journey to rescue her from Ravan. His relationships with his brothers, particularly Lakshman, showcase profound brotherly love and trust. Ram's respect for elders, equanimity in challenging circumstances, humility and adherence to the principles of honor and integrity further contribute to his supremely pure character. As a follower of true religious principles, Sri Ram stands out as a timeless embodiment of virtue and righteousness. This is very important as we are going to use some of these characteristics to credit or discredit some theories going forward. I hope you paid attention. So now, let's come back to the agenda. To determine whether Ram adhered to a vegetarian diet requires a comprehensive examination of numerous verses throughout the Ramayana. The interpretation of words and their usage can significantly impact the meaning. So, for the sake of clarity in this study, we will specifically focus on verses that offer the least ambiguity, ensuring a more precise understanding of the intended message. This implies that, for instance, if a word with the potential to denote meat is utilized, but within the context it could also signify something unrelated to meat, such as fruit pulp, we will omit examining that verse. The aim is to focus on verses where the intended meaning can be more definitively understood. The Ayodhya Kant consists of 119 chapters, with chapter 20 depicting an emotionally charged moment where Mother Kaushalya laments over hearing that her son Ram has been banished to the forest. Ram, consoling his mother, expresses in verse 29 that during his exile, he will adopt a solitary and ascetic life, avoiding meat and sustaining himself with roots, fruits and honey. This is one of the few verses where fruits and meat are talked about at the same time using two different words unlike other instances where words like mams or medya are used which can both mean meat or pulp or fruit or even a medicinal herb in Sanskrit. The phrase hitva amisam in Sanskrit is used where amisam refers to meat and hitva refers to disregarding or with the exception of. This prompts the question, can we infer from this statement that Sri Ram consumed meat while in Ayodhya and is now promising to avoid it in the forest because he wants to lead a solitary and aesthetic life. In the Vedic culture, 
it is a tradition for a departing son to reassure his parents by pledging to adhere to certain moral codes and religious principles during his absence drawing a parallel in today's world if a student promises not to drink alcohol while being in hostel it doesn't imply that they were consuming it at home similarly ram's commitment to abstaining from meat during exile is a reaffirmation of his adherence to ascetic principles rather than an indication of prior meat consumption in ayodhya in the old times when kshatriyas or the warriors traveled across jungles or forests they often didn't find enough vegetative matter that they could eat the forest had wild plants and it was tough to actually find food so what they would do is they would hunt for meat and consume that but being who he is as sri ram committed to being ascetic he promised his mother that he would only limit himself to fruits roots and honey being someone who is committed to his word it is highly unlikely that he would have had meat for the entirety of his time in the forest as claimed by translators who say ram was a meat eater it is also contradictory to say that a person living an ascetic life would be bound by the whims of the tongue and would indulge in something like meat eating so if we do consider the characteristics of lord shri ram that we discussed earlier which is something that very clearly comes out from every version of ramayan written it is quite unlikely that shri ram after promising his mother that he wouldn't consume meat would actually consume meat during the whole of the 14 years he spent in the forest in exile there's another misconception about shri ram going after the golden deer and some people think that mata sita wanted the deer's meat or flesh or the three of them wanted to consume this unique golden deer's meat and that's why shri ram went after the deer but in chapter 43 of the aranya kand where this whole episode of sita getting attracted to the golden deer and ram going after it is mentioned it is clearly stated that shri that shri ram heard sita expressing her desire to possess the beautiful golden deer enamored by its rare and captivating appearance the important word here is possess doesn't talk about meat eating at all she requests ram to capture the deer for her upon hearing this lakshman who is suspicious of the deer warns ram about the potential danger he advises ram that the deer might be a demon in disguise and suggests that they shouldn't pursue it despite lakshman's warnings sita's desire for the golden deer and ram's concern for her happiness led ram to the decision to pursue the deer what we clearly get from this is there was no intention of eating the deer or cooking its meat or anything of that sort when shri rama actually decided to pursue the deer further in sundar kant the fifth book in ramayan hanuman while assuring mother sita that shri ram will soon come for her says this about ram in chapter 36 verse 41 namam sam raghavo bhukte na chapi madhu sevate vanyam suvihitam nityam bhaktam asnati panchamam this is another unique verse where meat and other foods are mentioned in the same verse 
but with clear differentiation. Here, Sri Hanuman says that Ram doesn't eat meat, nor does he drink alcohol. Some people wrongly translate this word to word as Ram is not eating meat, nor is he drinking alcohol. But if we are to logically examine the vow he took and the personality he has, the former meaning makes a bit more sense. But this is all that Ramayan provides us. Are there any other references as well that can maybe prove that Ram was either clearly a vegetarian or clearly a non-vegetarian? Well, there are. There are some instances even outside Ramayan where Ram is mentioned as someone who's never consumed meat. In Mahabharat, in the Anushasan Parva or the Book of Instructions, Bhishma, lying on a bed of arrows, imparts instructions on dharma or righteousness to Yudhishthir, the eldest of the Pandavas. In Mahabharat, Bhishma provides a list of illustrious kings who practiced a vegetarian lifestyle, and Sri Ram is indeed included in that list. This highlights the reverence of Sri Ram and the acknowledgement of his adherence to a non-meat diet. All Puranas and religious texts also conclude the fact that Ram and Krishna are both human incarnations of Sri Vishnu. So let me quote some verses from the Bhagavad Gita. In Bhagavad Gita, chapter 3, verse 13, Krishna says, the devotees of the Sri are released from all kinds of sins because they eat food which is offered first for austerity to the God. Others who prepare food for personal sense enjoyment verily eat only sin. He goes on to say that he as Paramatma or the Supreme Soul is equally present within bodies of all living beings and a wise person by virtue of true knowledge sees with equal vision a learned and gentle Brahman, a cow, an elephant, a dog and a dog eater the same way. And lastly, in chapter 9 verse 26, Krishna says that if one offers me with love and devotion a leaf, a flower, a fruit or water, I will accept it. So clearly, Krishna promotes offering of sattvic food which is made from vegetarian sources. What is meant to be offered to the Shri is outlined as a leaf, which is most vegetables that consist of leafy substances, flowers or fruits which consist of grain, nuts, fruits and juices, and water. There is no mention of meat. There are a number of reasons for this, one of which, as Krishna stated himself, is that food that is acquired through cruelty as a mode of tamas, or darkness and ignorance, or is in the mode of rajas, which is passion, which causes pain and distress to both the eater and the eater. What we can see from this is Lord Krishna or Sri Ram, both being incarnations of Vishnu, actually promote a message that vegetarianism or non-cruelty is the way of life that leads to him. So this begs a question, if Sri Krishna is promoting this, being the same supreme soul as Sri Ram is, how can Sri Ram actually go and hunt animals for the purposes of consumption. What we get from this is 
Another question. Is meat eating wrong in Sanatana Dharma scriptures? Well, not really. Meat eating is talked about in Vedic scriptures, but it is not a recommendation. It is a concession given to those who cannot control the urge of their tongue and will eat meat no matter what. Overall, it is highly discouraged in the scriptures. The Vedic scriptures recognize that different people are at different levels and there are some people who are in the mode of ignorance or tamas who cannot live without meat. For such people, there is a concession and meat eating is allowed under certain circumstances. Meat eating, as mentioned in the scriptures, is highly regulated and again discouraged. Having said this, Sri Ram, not being a mere human who cannot control his urges, come out more as a vegetarian than a meat eater, based on all the analysis we've done in today's podcast. But more importantly, while debating about whether Sri Ram actually consumed meat or not, let's not forget the enduring values he embodied. The essence of Ramayan transcends dietary debates, urging us to draw inspiration from Ram's commitment to righteousness, compassion and selflessness. Regardless of historical specifics and political inclinations, Ram's character beckons us to embrace universal values like devotion, loyalty and most of all, sacrifice. In navigating the complexities of Hindu mythology, let's prioritize the timeless teachings that go beyond the details of Ram's diet. The power of Ram's legacy lies in the profound lessons of virtue and integrity that he imparts. So folks, that's it for this episode. Tell us how you felt. Please share it with others and join us again in the next episode of the Vedas Explorer as we explore the connection between Vedic knowledge and scientific understanding, uncovering the harmonious convergence between ancient wisdom and contemporary discoveries. Until then, may the infinite wisdom of Sanatan Dharma guide your path and illuminate your journey of self-discovery. Jai Shri Ram.